0: Please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Doug and Jesse King.
1: Good morning, everybody. You're listening to GeorgiaCary.org radio with a little bit of a snafu there on the mic. We are on air now. I uh, hope that you are having a, a great day. I know, I know I am, sup- I, I'm your host, Doug King. I'm here this, this week by myself, just kind of filling up some space, apparently, but I know I am supposed to talk about Campus Gary. Okay. I've been given the orders. Talk about Campus Carry. we got to get the people out. They're doing funny things. we got to get people to make sure that they don't amend it so we can get the bill through and get things done. And everybody wants it. We want Campus Carry. I can't, guys. Folks, I just can't do it. I can't sit here and talk about Campus Carry for an hour. I sing the praises of a bill that I just, I, I personally, nothing against org, nothing against the legislatures who are trying to get it through, maybe a little bit against the governor because I don't trust that man as far as I can throw him personally. Again, not org, but Doug King talking here. I, I just can't do it because it's a bad bill. Um. I, I'm way too close to this personally. You know, I'm supposed to be a journalist here. I'm supposed to be a little bit impartial. I'm not. All right. Campus carry is not a subject that I can talk about objectively, impartially detached because I'm in the middle of it. I'm in the frickin' middle of it every single day because I am representing the guy in a cab who got arrested for doing absolutely nothing illegal. And his arraignment is next week. And I am filing a speedy trial demand. And I am filing motions on this thing. Saying that this is Georgia law already. He didn't do anything wrong. He is a licensed carrier. He can carry in an elementary school. Even though he's not dropping or picking up kids. This is a perfect test case. We're going to blow this thing wide open. And my fear is, is that they're going to look at this case or this law that's being passed. Or not being passed, and try to say, "Well, that may have been the case when he did that, but now we've got a new law that says only on college campuses." So screw you, buddy! You can't do that. You're going to have to have to go and only here on college campuses, not in high school, middle school, or elementary school. You know, like it's not like there's ever anything bad that happens in an elementary school, right? I mean, it's not like people go into an elementary school and shoot up a bunch of kids, and you might just might want to defend your kids there. So I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not. I'm sorry. You want to fire me? Fire me. Because I can't do it with a straight face. I can't do it and be polite. I can't be a respectful person who talks to his legislators about campus carry. And I'm not that guy. And I'm not going to sacrifice or compromise who I am to be on this show. I'm not going to compromise who I am for anybody, for any reason at all. It's time that we as a society learn to stand up for ourselves and stand up for right, not just to be obnoxious, not to be boisterous, not to be argumentative, which way too many of us are. What this, what we need to learn how to do, folks, is to actually stand up for principle, to stand up for right and for justice and for, for decency. Oh, my goodness. I listened to Mitt Romney this last week, and the man just annoyed the crud out of me. Uh, I would like to point out that, Mitt, you lost in 2000 to George Bush. You lost in 2008 to um, John McCain. You lost in 2012 To Barack Obama, who was a defeatable president at that point. I know it was a midterm election. I don't care. He was defeatable. And now you're going to get up and criticize someone who's winning because they're winning? Ridiculous, okay? To the victor goes the spoils. And what we are doing right now is we're playing a loser game in politics across this country. We want to play this victim card where we're going to nominate people who are so much like the other team that we can't even tell them apart how on earth is mitt romney a republican i mean let's talk about it romney care that obamacare was based on assault weapons bans taxachusetts now i know that taxachusetts voted for um trump For the primaries, but so did Georgia, so did Alabama, so did Tennessee, so did it seems like every place that has a little monochrome of sense because they're tired. They're sick and tired of sitting here and watching Republican losers get nominated one after the next after the next who are middle of the road, who have no fire in their belly. Thank you, Ben Carson. Thank you for getting out of the race. I appreciate that. That took courage. That took a, a personal responsibility. We talk about personal responsibility on this show all the time, right? Isn't that what we do? We talk about personal responsibility. Your personal responsibility in carrying a gun, personal responsibility in not doing something bad with it, personal responsibility for your actions. Well, Ben Carson stood up and took personal responsibility that his campaign was over. Ben Carson would make a fantastic president. Ben Carson is a genius. He is a brain surgeon, he's a nice guy. Ben Carson is the kind of guy who I would like to go have a root beer with and sit down and talk about policy. I think it would be fun. But you know what? If you don't have the fire in your belly to get up on stage and tell people what you're going to do and why it needs to be done, if you can't tell people why it needs to be done, you have no business being on a presidential stage or behind the presidential podium, period. And Carson just wasn't it. I think Carson should be a senator or something. Maybe we can make him search in general. I don't know. But he's a great guy, and he took personal responsibility knowing that he just couldn't do this. He wasn't the right man for the job. Now, is Donald Trump the right man for the job? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm more than happy to support him. I think he's way better than than Marco Rubio or John Kasich. I think he's way better than Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton combined on their best day. Is he better than Ted Cruz? Probably. I I know Ted Cruz is is a Bible thumper and that should appeal to me as a Christian, but it doesn't. Uh they've been trying to say how he's trust Ted and and trusted and all that stuff. I ain't buying it. He seems to be kind of insider to me, and he just strikes me as someone who's a politician. Trump is no politician. Trump is a lot of things. He's no politician, and we're tired of politicians. So I think that it's a good thing that Carson's out of the race. I think that Mitt Romney – is, is being an absolute joke, I think that politics as usual is destroying everything that this country meant once in, in, in a long time ago, but it was destroying what this country was meant to be. I think that pushing bills around in the state legislature that undermine freedom is is just despicable. I think that people who do this kind of, of sleight of hand during election years to try to curry favor with the voters are despicable and it's it's just it's sickening to me. Every every last bit of this last week is sickening to me. Folks, we need to talk about character. That's what's missing. What's missing from politics is not missing from politics alone. It's missing from the core of our society. Everything that makes us who we are, our character has been under attack for about 60 years. From the late 50s till now, our character has been under attack. Now, before then, we had huge social injustice and, and things that should have turned people's stomach, but they accepted it as just the way it was. And I'm thinking specifically about segregation. If you look at pre-50s society in America, segregation dominated, and it was disgusting, The Jim Crow laws that kept African Americans from owning, keeping, and bearing arms and voting and having an active political life, disgusting. And people like Robert Byrd, who supported that system, disgusting. But at least, at a very minimum, despite the fact that we had these disgusting aspects to our society, individuals had personal accountability, and character. I heard it described that character is how you act when nobody's looking. I think character is how you treat other people when they can't do anything for you. And that's been weighing heavily on my mind. So who are the people who can do the least for us? The elderly? Children? I don't think it's any secret. I think everyone knows that I'm a Christian. My God commanded to let the children come unto him. And he said, unless you're like one of these, you're not going to get into heaven. Now, you want to think about that for a minute. If you're not like a child, you're not going to go to heaven. What are childlike qualities? And why should we emulate them? What are the things that make children... So precious and so important. Why do we carry these firearms? You know, you've heard me say that it's a badge of office, of being a free man. And I think that that's very important. I think it's important to protect our families. I have two children. They're young, seven going on 30 and five going on 25. (laughs) The things they say blow my mind on a daily basis, folks. You know, my youngest will say something like, we asked her, what were you playing in P today? Um, I don't recall. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary Clinton in the making. I don't recall. 400 pages of memoirs. I don't recall. Folks, I'm, I'm at a commercial break. I want to talk about children. I want to talk about character. I want to talk about the values that make us who we are when I come back. You're listening to georgiacary.org radio, not talking about campus care.
0: And now back to georgiacary.org radio with Doug and Jesse King.
1: All right, folks, I am back. I am your host, Doug King. You are listening to georgiacarry.org radio, and I am not talking about Campus Carry today. This is the Not Talking About Campus Carry Show. I don't care that the, the Senate is doing weird things. I don't care that the governor supports the new bill. I am too close to it. I am not the right person to talk about it. Maybe they'll send somebody else to tell you about it later or read the updates. And vote your conscience. You want to call up to the Senate and get it passed, do it. You want to call up to the Senate and get it stymied, do it. I don't care. Vote your conscience. Have a good day. I'm going to talk about character. I'm going to talk about kids. And the reason I want to talk about kids is because I think that we as a society have moved to a point where we don't value what's most important, much like the society that was during Christ's time where they did not value children. And as I look at, at a nation that is fostering millions of abortions where kids are ripped from their parents and put into foster care, some, of, some parents are, are bad parents. Trust me. I know a bad parent. I'm thinking of one right now who should not be allowed to be anywhere near kids, but... You know, once you pop them out, then they think that she has rights, and what can you do? You know, you you have to move heaven and earth to take them away. But then you look around at people who are smacking their kids and who are abusing their kids. My goodness, we heard a story this last week. There are two, two stories. One was of a social worker that had a foster child in her care, I think it was in North Carolina, who tied the child up with a leash on the porch. The other was a teacher here in Georgia who's resigned. Thank goodness. Thank, (coughs) thank an almighty God for that, that she's resigned. But a public school teacher who, when a child, a, 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 a little preschooler had an accident, she stripped off his pants and sent him to aftercare with just a jacket tied around him. What a monster. I'm sorry. That's that's horrible. The people are just horrible. And and I am so grateful that there's at least some public outcry about it because I think that too often we say nothing when we see this sort of, of, of evil going on in our society. Folks, everyone who's listening to this knows I'm a lawyer. Okay? It's no secret. Most of you also know I'm running for public offices here. The 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 gist of being a lawyer, okay, the reason that we do this, the reason that we go to law school, a lot of them think that they're going to law school to make money. If you're going to law school to make money, you're much better off doing anything else because being a lawyer does not make you money. Being a lawyer is a horrible way to make money. That's kind of like saying, I'm buying a Corvette because I want to save money. Okay, this is just a horrible way to make money. But what being a lawyer does is it gives you the opportunity The obligation and the duty to be able to help people who no one else will help. People who are taken advantage of. People who are the disenfranchised, the unlistened to, and the most vulnerable. As a lawyer, I have had the distinct privilege of standing up for the most vulnerable people in our society. I've stood up for the mentally ill. I've stood up for the people who are accused falsely of crimes, and there are lots of criminals who are falsely accused of a crime, and I have seen it, where there is this this bootstrapping or they want a better case. So instead of, you know, they, they were possessing cocaine, okay? Just an example. Yes, they absolutely possess—or methamphetamine. They were possessing methamphetamine, but— They charge them with intent to distribute, which is a lie. They never intended to distribute it. But the truth is, is they were going to use it. But they try to bootstrap up to the next crime to be able to have something to bargain with. It's lying. Doing that is lying. Lying is evil, folks. So as a lawyer, my job is to fight that. It's to fight injustice. Judges are supposed to be fighting that injustice too. Unfortunately, I don't see enough of that in my line of work. I don't see enough judges who are willing to come off the bench and fight injustice. You know, like I said many times, I'm a Christian. So I look at the Bible for guidance and for meaning and one of the things that pops out in my mind is a verse in Romans, Romans thirteen four. It says He is a minister unto thee, a minister of God unto thee for good. And the word minister there actually refers to a Roman magistrate judge. So we're talking about civil authority here, much like our presidential race, much like our governor, much like the cops sitting down running radar right now outside the window here. So civil authority. He's a minister of God unto thee for good. God has given us civil authority. But if you do evil, be afraid. Not many times you think about the Bible telling you to be afraid. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. He is an avenger of wrath. What a concept, huh? That judge, he's not there to seek justice. That attorney, as a prosecutor, we're, we're charged to seek justice, seek justice. There's another aspect to this. When you do evil, you should be afraid for the wrath that will come. And I think that there's an awful lot of evil going on in this world paraded as, as justice. I think there's a lot of evil being paraded as the status quo or the way things should be. And I see people like Mitt Romney get up and bash Donald Trump when Donald Trump is being honest and Romney is twisting the truth. Romney pulls this this moral high card and says that, you know, he he uses vulgarity in his speeches. Well, and I it gets under my skin when people use vulgarity around me. It bothers me to my core. I hate it. But Donald Trump is being Donald Trump. And to try to call him on being Donald Trump is not just a pot calling the kettle black. It's a complete abdication of understanding what this country is fed up about. And we are. We are fed up. We are fed up by a lack of character. And that is the thing that no one's getting. All this anger, the anger about the Republican Party not doing anything about Obamacare, the anger about the Republican Party doing things <coughs> to <coughs> get along with the Democrats, all of that collective anger, the, the, the frustration of the general people, it doesn't really have to do with the Republican Party not doing this or that. It has to do with the Republican Party having lost their character. What is the Republican Party doing to uphold their promises? Nothing. Political promises. It doesn't mean anything. We had to had to do it. Had to get along. We had to, had to, always an excuse, always a reason, never accountability, lack of character. <coughs> I'm sorry, I got allergies this time of year, folks. Why are people so upset when they feel betrayed? Why, why are people feeling betrayed by their party? Why do they want outsiders who have never ran or had any sort of background? It's because they don't trust the character of the people running. What's my problem with Ted Cruz? I don't trust him. I know that they're trying real hard. Trust Ted. I don't. Maybe it's something as simple as that his body language is is counterintuitive to the message he's giving. Maybe he, he just seems too much like a politician. But in the end, my gut says he's not telling me the truth. I know Hillary's not telling me the truth. I know Bernie Sanders is telling me the truth, but his truth just doesn't coincide with reality. Donald Trump is just being Donald Trump. I can respect that, even if I don't like it. You understand the difference? I can respect someone who's going to be themselves, even if I don't like who they are. I have far more respect for Bernie Sanders than I do for Hillary Clinton. Because Bernie's just do it he I mean, he is who he is. And I'm fine with that. Would I be fine with him being president? No. Because he doesn't understand basic concepts like economics at all. Which Romney did praise. Um, Trump for. He said that no one understands the American economy better than Trump and we needed some economic relief in this country to get the economy going again. So I guess Romney thinks that Trump would be fantastic except for the fact that he doesn't like Trump this week but he liked him a lot when he was giving him money for his failed presidential campaign. And when you like someone when they're giving you money and you don't like them when they're not supporting you anymore that's a lack of character. (laughs) Straight down the line. And this is not some sort of Complicated theory. This isn't something that, you know, you need to understand the essence of critical constructivism and political psychology to be able to grasp. This is basic stuff, folks. Character, honesty, being who you are, all of the things that we tell our kids. But we don't seem to understand in adulthood. Why do we tell our kids that? Why is it so important that we tell our kids just be who you are? Don't don't worry about trying to impress the girl. Be who you are, and she'll like you for who you are. When we get back, I'm going to talk about liking you for who you are, okay?
0: And now, back to GeorgiaCary.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King.
1: All right, folks. So I'm Doug King. I'm back. I'm your host. I'm not talking about Campus Carry. So <clears throat> like you for who you are, right? Donald Trump was at his rally this last. I was it, two weeks ago. I went. I brought my kids. I wanted them to see the spectacle, right? You know, they're seven and five. It's perfect time for them to start reading Machiavelli and getting into the political theory, right? <laughs> um, but we went down there and we saw the Donald and. One of the things he said to the crowd is like, "I love you guys. I love you all. You when you you have a, a teenage son and you're trying to. He was talking to you about girls, right? What do you tell them? You tell them be yourself. They gotta like you for who you are. I I heard that when I was a teenager, and I just didn't get it. It's not that if you are yourself the hottest cheerleader is going to like you for who you are. The the lesson is that if you're not yourself and she likes you for not being yourself, then you've trapped yourself into being something you're not for as long as you have the relationship. If you trap yourself into being someone you're not, you will be miserable no matter what they're like because you're not true to yourself. Be yourself yourself. Attract the people to you who like that, and then you'll be happy. And that's a hard lesson for any person to learn once they get past the age of 13. But before the age of 13, it's a different story, isn't it? My seven-year-old, my five-year-old, they're themselves. They don't care what people think. Not really. If they're themselves and someone else is mean to them about it, well, that other person's just a poopy head, aren't they? There's no big deal. I'm just not going to play with them. And they go on. What a concept, huh? Just be yourself and see who likes you. I think Donald Trump is who Donald Trump is. I don't think he cares that you don't like him. I don't think he cares if you do like him. I don't think he cares if he wins this election or not, other than the fact that he doesn't like to lose. To him, this is not an affirmation of his self-worth. And because of that, he's drawing millions of people to him. Because of that, he's getting all of these people who believe in him. It's not about being bombastic. It's not about having an incredible message that people are drawn to. Donald Trump is himself. And people like that because it's clean. It's honest. And it shows character. Maybe if not a perfect character, but you can't say Donald Trump isn't a character. <laughs> so that's my take on it. Now, So how do we, how do we bring this home to something that's usable for all of us? Well, we need to stop putting on airs to try to manipulate other people into being what we want them to be or getting them to do what we want them to do. We need to learn to be honest. If you're honest with someone, they're willing to work with you and for you. If you're dishonest with them and they realize it, you're going to get punished. That's just the end of it. I hate nothing worse than being lied to. When I realize someone is lying to me, I, again, going back to my my discussion about Roman magistrates, I have a unique ability as an attorney to make sure that they are brought to task for their lies, for their deception, for their manipulation, and for their willingness to... Use other people as a means. Let's talk a little bit about some philosophy here, folks. This is going to be some rough sledding. This is not the sort of thing you're going to hear on Rush Limbaugh and not the sort of thing you're going to hear on NPR either. Okay? you tune into this show, you're going to get something unique. And here it is. Two main theories of philosophy, right? They are deontology and utilitarianism. Now, utilitarianism is easily summed up in the phrase, the ends justify the means. Deontology says that no person should ever be a means to an end. Now, there it is, plain and simple. I just brought about 12 weeks of college-level coursework down to two sentences for you. So deontology is about absolutes, universal values, things that are immutable, unchangeable, Utilitarianism is about need-specific. It's about being malleable. It's about um, having a moral code which is self-centered and not necessarily the same for any two individuals. Utilitarianism says the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. That's Spock, right? Right? Star Trek two. The original Star Trek II, Leonard Nimoy dies saving the ship because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Deontology says every life is precious. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. You can't put a value on it that way. Spock's death is a tragedy. So which, which philosophy do you fall into? Is it situational ethics? Is it okay to lie if it advances your goal? Is it okay to lie if it helps a hundred kids get a better school? Is that acceptable? Or is the truth the truth? A lie is a lie, and if you do it, you have done evil. Character says deontology is the only way to look at life. You cannot rationalize. You cannot justify doing wrong. No matter how you may try to to give yourself a cloak to feel good about it, it is immoral to do wrong. Utilitarianism says, eh, it doesn't matter. And we have been moving as a society to, eh, it doesn't matter, for decades. Eh, okay, that's right for you. If you believe that, go ahead. But I don't believe it, so that's not right for me. I'm sorry, folks. There's absolutes. There are absolute rights and absolute wrongs. They are not dependent on society. They are not dependent on the whims of the majority. They are not dependent on what the government says is okay or not okay. Now, we should have respect for civil authority. We should have respect for the the changing attitudes of people on some subjects. But on other subjects, key fundamental subjects like life, it's immutable. Life is life, and life should be protected. And that is why we carry a firearm. That is why we need to be able to carry a firearm to protect life, not just our own, but all of those around us, in a college campus, in a high school building, in an elementary school building. Because we have a right to defend ourselves and others. That right is not given to us by politicians who don't know what right or wrong is. That right comes from an almighty creator It comes from our existence as divine creatures that are luminous beings. Folks, I think that too many people believe that rights are given to us by virtue of the polis. That is a a fundamentally flawed way of thinking. It is a dangerous way of thinking. Rights are not given to you by the majority Rights are inherent in you because you are a human being. There is no other way to get to right. And those rights that, nat- that, that, that flow from our nature apply to everyone regardless of what they can do for you. It applies to the elderly. It applies to the child. And children inherently know that. We have to create social structures and drill it out of them. We have to show them that their hard work doesn't matter. We have to show them repeatedly before they start to take the lesson that some people are more valuable than others. Kids aren't wired that way. We create that. We create segregation. We teach it. It was despicable when it was race-based. Now, is it age-based? Is it gender-based? Is it religious-based? All of these ways of building walls to keep people apart, it's sad, folks, and we need to overcome that. How do you overcome that? Character. A willingness to do right, regardless of the personal consequence, regardless of Of what it matters. You have to be willing to do right. You have to be willing to fight for right. Even when it is personally costly. Even when, when you could argue that the greater good would be to allow this slight injustice. But it's wrong. And you can't think that way. Because down that slippery slope, and I know slippery slope's a fallacy and I'm gonna get emails, but down that slippery slope lies madness. You have to stake a firm stand. You can't rationalize good and evil. You have to be willing to fight. And you have to be willing to fight not just when it's easy, but when it's hard. Does this have anything to do with campus carry? I sure hope not. I'm not trying to draw a correlation or a connection between my rant about character and the campus carry bill that's being pushed through. I'm not trying to to relate this to anything that's going on right now. I just thought, felt it pressed upon my psyche that the problems we are having as a nation come from a complete loss, lack of direction and character. And how do we get it back? How do we get back to where we once were when we believed in character? Folks, we're coming up on a commercial break. I'll be back in a few minutes.
0: And now, back to GeorgiaCary.org radio with Doug and Jesse King.
1: Welcome back, folks. Doug King here, not talking about Campus Carry today, not at all, not having anything to do with it. If I can... At all help it. But instead I want to talk about GeorgiaCarry.org. And this is the wonderful moment in my day where I get to, to talk like Rush does about his temperpedic mattress or, or, or Snapple or whatever the other, you know, Lifelock. Yeah, Lifelock. This is my ad. I get to do an on-air ad every week for Georgia Carry. Not because I have to, but because honestly, it's the best organization in Georgia. And does it have flaws? Yes. Absolutely. GeorgiaCarry.org has flaws. Are they insurmountable? Not at all. And is it made up of good people? By and large, yes. In fact, some of the best people I've ever met were GeorgiaCarry.org members. Some of the best friends I have are current and former GeorgiaCarry.org members. And some of the biggest jerks you'll ever meet in your life are <laughs> GeorgiaCarry.org members. So take a chance, roll the dice, and go to one of these meetings. You need to go to one of the chapter meetings and meet some of these people. I guarantee you eight out of ten of them are going to be the most amazing people you've ever met, and you're going to get make good friends and great alliances and and have people who are willing to fight with you to protect your rights and protect your family. Now, um, we were talking about character, and I, I have to say that one of the people that I know, personally who is a man of great character is jerry henry he is the executive director from the board of directors of georgia um he and chuck turney are two men that i think are have deep wells of great character and i am glad that their hand is on the rudder of this ship that they do incredible work and are incredible people James Camp, another member of the board of directors. I'm not going to hit all the members of the board. They're they're all nice people, I'm sure. But the ones that I'm closest to personally, James Camp is a bit of a spitfire. He will not come on this show. I have tried and tried and tried to get James to come on the show, and, and he would be an awesome guest, but he just won't do it. But uh, a good man, someone who has character, who wants to see this country go in the right direction. And these are people who have come together and volunteer time, have given far more than they've ever received back from this organization to make something happen. You want to be a part of that, too. You want to be a part of something bigger than yourself. You want to be able to know how to get out and do incredible things. Well, joining Georgiacarry.org is a great way to do that. Go to www.georgiacarry.org. Top left-hand corner, click Join Now. $20 a year, $500 for a lifetime. You can be a member. You'll get the email updates on where the bills are and why Georgia Carey supports them. And you may agree with Georgia Carey's support or you may disagree, but you'll at least know where things are going and where to be and what to say and why it's important. Go to a festival. Go to a chapter meeting. Go to a gun show. You go to a gun show, you'll find a georgiacarry.org booth sitting right there with smiling volunteers who have donated their time and energy to get people signed up that week to be a part of something bigger than themselves and to get something important through the legislature. These are important goals. <clears throat> the camaraderie that you find in in a group of like-minded people, you know, you may even you may even run into Mark Gilbert. One could hope not. But if you do, there's someone who will give you the shirt off his back and then talk your ears off while he does it. And I don't think that you could have a better friend in all the world. You might run into Jerry Henry. Or you might run into Mike Minkus, some of the founders, people who have been around for years and years and years. Maybe even Ed Stone, if if, if he's still alive. I know he's getting up there in years. Anyway, <clears throat> great people left, right, and center. And this is a a chance for you to to really make a difference in Georgia and around the world. I mean, georgiacarry.org is is a Georgia-based, Georgia-focused group. But all over the country, there are carry.org groups popping up that emulate georgiacarry.org that are bringing the same sort of grassroots enthusiasm to the gun industry around the nation. Folks, we've got some good bills that are are percolating along. I think it's House Bill like 1089 or something like that, or the one that is going to cut the time and, and have a procedure for people who have been declared mentally incompetent to get their rights back. Things like that are fantastic. And that's the kind of work that needs to be done and things that need to happen. We can't do it alone. No one person can do all of this. We need... The, the collective support of thousands. And org has it. Become a part of it. 20 bucks. That's all we're asking for. Just 20 bucks and a little bit of effort. And the 20 bucks alone is pretty pointless without your little bit of effort. If you're not willing to call the senators or call the, the, the state reps, if you're not willing to call Governor Deal and voice your concerns about things, then this is all pretty pointless. Everything I do here today is pretty pointless. you got to be willing to stand up. you got to be people of character. It's time to become what this nation needs. We need to have character. We need to stand up against evil. We need to stand up against liars. We need to stand up against people who will say one thing and do another. We have to stand up against ulterior motives. We have to stand up against the people who, to look at us and say, I will get you to do what I want and tell them, no, we will do right. We respect the individual. We respect right. We respect faith, we respect individual conscience and we will not go silently into this night of anything is fine for anybody and there is no absolutes. <clears throat> it may not be the most popular stance because it's so much easier to say, well that's fine for you but it's not fine for me. And I'm guilty of it too. There are some things where, which are not absolute and I'll give you a prime example. Okay? Absolute prime example. Alcohol. There's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. There's something wrong with drinking alcohol to excess to the point where you harm another person, where it harms your body, or you endanger other people because you're driving. But by in, in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. I've never had a drop in my life. It doesn't make me a better person than someone who has. It doesn't make them a better person because that it's right for them, even though it's not right for me. It wouldn't make it wrong if I did it. But for me, I've made a choice. I'm not going to force that choice on anybody. That would be wrong, to force my opinion on someone else. Now, I'll give you all the reasons why I do it. I'll give you all the, the data and statistics that I have. I'll give you all the personal anecdotes you want to sit through to explain why I do what I do. If you come to the same conclusion that I have, more power to you. If not, I don't care. Now, is that moral relativism? No. It's just accepting that there are some things that don't matter. But there are some things that do. And when the government steps on an individual's liberty, when another individual uses the government to crush somebody's freedom of their self or their expression, when someone punishes another person because of their religious beliefs, or for an immutable characteristic like age. That's horrible. And it's something that we, as a group, as a society, as people of character, need to fight against. We need to band together. And when these sorts of things pop up, we need to fight. And it doesn't matter who's doing it. I will fight a Baptist preacher just as soon as I would fight an abortion activist If their choice and their their actions were wrong, and I don't care, if you're going to do evil, be afraid. Because good people exist. Good people fight. We're fighting the legislature. We're fighting for our rights every single day. We're not going to take the establishment status quo any longer. We believe in freedom. We believe in liberty. We believe in right. And we are out here and we have a voice. Folks, don't mean to preach at you today, trying not to, to end on a sour note. We're coming up on the very end of the show, and it is a beautiful day. Every day, even the cloudy, rainy days are beautiful days if it's a day that you can spend with your family. Grab those kids and get out there and do something great today. Learn a lesson from them about the character qualities that are important in life. Faith joy, hope, peace, long-suffering. Well, maybe the kids don't have the last one very well, but learn from your children. Teach your children. If you don't have children, go borrow someone else's. They're probably pulling their hair out. In the meantime, though, remember, we are all into this together, that even people who have a difference of opinion still have their individual rights that we have to stand up for. I will fight just as hard for someone I don't believe in as someone I do, because it's time that we act in character and absolutes and not just cronyism or what's best for us. Folks, this has been another week of GeorgiaCarry.org. I am your host, Doug King. My opinions today did not reflect anything by the board, so don't blame them for me. And I hope to be back next week. Same bat time, same bat chat.
0: This has been GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.